Hi guys, welcome to this episode of Space Goat. We have another guest today, so uh, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Paul McCann from Not Another Fake Newscast. This is an episode of, of Space Goat, not Scapegoat, because again, we're not following the Scapegoat formula here. We're going to do another Arrested Development style episode where we will go over stories from the internet, review them and talk about them. So, Paul, would you be active on Reddit or any of the other websites where, which would say strange stories that people have found themselves in? Well, yes and no. So I have accounts, but I don't generally use it that often. I do, however, I'm part of a political group on Facebook, eh, like a political um, messenger chat group, and lots of stuff is shared all the time from these various groups because some of the people who use it are much more... Eh, much more interested in searching it down than me. So I get, I get to see all the good stuff when it's made available. Yeah, no, I mean, I've got my own Reddit, but uh, I tend to just be on Twitter and somebody will just retweet something. I'll be like, this is fairly crazy. But I like going on and finding the crazier stories. I don't know if you've uh, heard our story about Timothy the Mouse before. No, 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 I have not. A girl was about to marry a guy. The family, his parents would only talk to the woman through these paper mache mice that they made, and they spoke through the mice to communicate to their daughter-in-law. It was like a really, really weird story. What? what was this real? Oh, this is this is real. So, like, she would, she, so she would, so she would go down for like Christmas dinner, say, or like, or some other religiously inclusive meal, and they would talk to her through paper mache mice, like finger puppet mice on their fingers. By the sounds of it was, they had different sizes of them. And like one was almost human size, made out of paper mache. And they would speak through them. So they would have a mouse being like, Oh, hello, my name's Minnie the Mouse. Give me some cheese. Right. So, and, and she married into this family. She married into this. And they tried to induct her into this. What they did was they started like giving her her own like mouse figurines. So she could talk back as a mouse to them, and she was asking for desperate relationship advice. If anyone wants to hear the full version of that, that's under a um, base goat of mice and man. It's a great story. <laughs> oh my word! Oh my word! I'm going to listen to that after this. Like that sounds absolutely ridiculous. Oh, it's, it's the most it's the most absurd story I've ever come across. Well, the thing is, you see that there is some quite absurd stories that we were reading. For this tonight, I mean, they're like maybe maybe not quite that absurd, but pretty absurd. I'm going to start reading a story here, the first story of tonight, and we're probably going to pause halfway through and talk about it. I will just start reading this. So this story is entitled "Am I the asshole for leaving my husband in the grocery store because he started acting like a toddler?" We all go through phases and pick up annoying habits. Sometimes we need our loved ones to gently tell us that we've picked up an egregious habit. Sometime last year, my husband picked up a habit where he talks like a baby. At first it was funny, but passed into embarrassing, cringeworthy behaviour quickly. Examples, doggo, pupper, woofer, subwoofer, pimble, hootie boy, peepo, brib, meow meow, Sammy, sandwiches, Sammy Habby, Chicky Noggy, Chicky Tendies, uh, adding a toddler-esque lisp to the words, and 
ones that I get are gross childish euphemisms for genitalia or sex. I cannot emphasize enough, it is not endearing or sexy to have your husband talk about my boobies and his wiener and weenie and wee-wee and hoo-has and bejingos. We have not had sex in six months because he cannot stop talking about my boobies and it makes me sick. So, so far, what do you think of the story, Paul? Right, so there's a lot, right, there's a lot to unpack there, right? So I think there's some things in there she's getting annoyed about because she's already annoyed about them doing other things. Like, for example, right, I'm quite childish and I'm going to call boobs boobies, right? That's going to come up. That's going to happen. My friend group, both male and females, will refer to boobs as boobies on occasion. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I don't think uh, that's particularly terrible. Um, I take I take umbrage at the fact that she had issues with words such as woofer and subwoofer because that's what they're fucking called. Presuming that he's not talking about a dog and he is in fact talking about a speaker system. No, I think I think these I think the way the context these are about dogs. Well, I mean, like subwoofer's funny. <laughs> yeah, I think that's quite clever. Like as as like some of the words. I mean, Kona cat meow 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 is obviously an illicit substance. I don't know if you're aware of that. I don't know if it's called that anywhere else, but certainly as in Scotland and Glasgow, uh, east, uh, west of Scotland area, Meow Meow is like uh, another name for uh, MCAT and stuff like that. It used to be a legal drug that then became an illegal drug, I believe. Um, so that's funny, again. But I mean, like, I mean, like, there's so, like I said, there's a lot of the words that he says that I don't really think of, like, calls him Checky Nuggies. I'm not going to hate that. Calls him Checky Tendies. I kind of hate that. You know what I mean? Like, that's come down to personal stuff. See, if she cut all of that out and she, she actually pointed out that, like, quite clearly when they're in the bedroom and it's getting down to sexy time, he's calling, like, his penis is wee-wee, which is kind of weird. Wiener, I mean, it's a weird word, but, you know, it is what it is. Wee-wee, kind of weird, not going to lie. <laughs> like, Bajingos made me giggle. <laughs> I mean, Bajingos is great. <laughs> Because it makes me laugh, man. It's a good joke. Like, I suppose it, what kind of stuck out to me was, I think it's the fact that he says it with a childish lisp. Because there's a whole kind of like internet culture of people saying like, "Oh, that's a great doggo you've got there. Oh, what a lovely popper." Yeah, like 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 I will see the words "chicken nuggies" written in Twitter maybe twelve times a week. You know what I mean? Like people talk about nugs, like they just do. Yeah, but I mean. I think it's different. If I was talking to someone and I said, like, oh, dude, love some chicken nuggies, people would be yeah. like, oh, well, you know, that doesn't sound bad. But if I was like, oh, no, that's oh, okay. I want her picky nuggies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get, and I get, I do get the distinction there, right? And it's probably because I'm not hearing him say it. There's a lot of me justifying maybe the words out of context without actually hearing them say it. The way you said that there was upsetting. Yeah. Like if that was like if I was in public and someone said that to me who was my friend, they would get they would be harassed by me as a person. <laughs> they would they would have they would have an unsettling next few hours as I was like, Did you just do that in front of all these people? Fucking apologize to these people and then be and think about yeah. Think about what you've done. Yeah. Think about what no, you've I done. I think there's no real problem with these words. I mean, I I would hate if someone was saying Sammy Whammy. 
Like, I don't know why that's the worst one to me. I mean, Sammy Whammy. If someone asked me for a Sammy Whammy, they would most certainly not be getting a sandwich. I mean, it, depend- it also depends on accent. Like, you know, if somebody was Australian and they were like, hello, um, can I have a ham Sammy Whammy? Like, I would probably <laughs> accept it. I would presume that that's how Australians <laughs> ask for sandwiches because it sounds like a mad Australian thing to say. And I absolutely 100% agree with you. You've now said that an Australian, and to me, that's fine. But when you said when you, if you say it when you're a horrible baby lisp, it's not as pleasant. It's most certainly not as pleasant. Yeah, I mean, some of these words here are. I think they're acceptable, but you know, in the same way that, like, I think it all depends on context and when you're saying it. He's using the terms like you know, wiener, weenie, wee wee. There's some words you can use to describe certain body parts. That just don't sound sexy. Yeah. If I was suddenly, you know, not using any of these these terms. If I was saying to a girl like, "Do you like my Willy?" <laughs> fucking Willy is such a fucking daft term. <laughs> I mean, Willy is Willy is a is a is a horrendous word for uh, the description. I mean, the thing is, in actual terms, right? I think we should. I think we should, as we're talking about all this, we should really level we have here. There is no word for any of neither male nor female genitalia, that if you actually say it more than maybe once, is a particularly pleasant word to hear. Like, almost... I mean, because the words aren't shaped nice or anything, do you know what I mean? They don't, like... They're just... They're just it's, there's no pleasant words. Yeah, no, I mean... They all create a cringe at some point, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, some of them, they either come across as too childish or too sexually aggressive. <laughs> yes! Or something something that weirdly branches both of those avenues, like a sexually aggressive child. Yeah, no, but you know in the kind of way, like, <laughs> boobies, it's like, kind of like, it sounds, it sounds a bit silly. It does. I can, totally, I can totally imagine that, like, you know, if I used the term tits to, in the wrong context, people would think I'm being pretty vulgar. Well, see, I mean, it depends off the, obviously, so, right, maybe it doesn't, right, maybe it's not fair for me to uh, project this, but for me, certainly, I perceive it as it depends on, like, exactly the context of the scenario, like, say you have a playful relationship, obviously, these two fucking don't, right, but, but or maybe they did, but this man destroyed it with his madness, but, uh, but, but, say, like, you just have a playful relationship where, like, when you sit in the kitchen, like, you grab each other's arse and the way by or whatever, you do that type of thing. See, going, like, boobies and grabbing boobs or whatever, like, these things happen, do you know what I mean? And that's totally fine. Quite clearly, from the way she's talking, that's not either the relationship that they had or the context that he was doing it in, because she is clearly not happy with it. He could find this hilarious. But, like, you know, my thing would be, if I was in a relationship... And someone refused to have sex with me for a month because I was doing this shit. I would knock it off. Six months. <laughs> like, like, like. I mean, like, like. He knows that, he, that they're not in a sexual relationship is because he is doing mad baby voices. Like, so at some point he has decided he is okay. And like, I mean, it's like he is okay with this, and it is more important for him to be doing the. The, 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 the creepy baby voice <laughs> than it is for him to be doing uh, the, the the sexy time with his wife and or long-term partner. His wife, isn't it? Yes, wife. Or it's just, yeah, yeah, his husband, yeah, yeah, because it's my husband, yeah. I, I knew it was a long-term partner, but I couldn't remember which one. But yes, so he's obviously decided at this point, no, no, for me, 
less shagging, more baby voices. <laughs> what demented do you get? <laughs> what a broken lad. But the thing is, what that, what that definitely says to me is he has severe fucking uh, trauma or something like that he has to deal with. Suppose that takes you lovely into the rest of the story. Yeah, I mean, I've got a theory about this. Uh, I'll just I'll just preload it. You don't think he's trying to get her to divorce him? Well, I mean, that's the other factor, right? And there's a theme here with pretty much anything that I think that we're going to talk about this evening. That see if we keep doing it. At some point, you have decided. No, they're going to get rid of me for this, and I'm okay with that because they told you they were going to get rid of you. So either you don't think that they're going to go through with it, and you're so sure of yourself. Or you're just okay with the fact that they're going to get rid of you. Yeah, I mean, like you try to push it forward. Okay, to continue with the story, just before the pandemic hit, we were out at a restaurant with some friends and he ordered a chicken shammy and said that exact phrase, chicky sammy. Look, it's totally fine that he ordered the chicken sandwich. That's not the issue's. Our friends noticed the baby talk because he insisted on continuing the joke and even started talking with this god-awful toddler lilt. After that, I couldn't stomach the idea of going around with him to adult places. I'd go to a brewery with friends, but God forbid he join me. Me want another beer! Or something. I mean, there's definitely something we have to address there, right? Yeah. See if you're out somewhere. And the person you're with orders a chicken sandwich flat. That's what they've ordered. There's already a problem, regardless of the child voice. Like, who orders a chicken sandwich? Just a chicken sandwich. Where were they? That the offering was a chicken sandwich. Maybe at a cafe. Like, you know, if you went to a restaurant, you ordered a chicken sandwich, you're demented. I mean, like, even if I went to, like, a sandwich shop, you tend to say, can I get some cheese on that? Or The guy ordered a flat chicken sandwich, man. Like, I mean... That's a bit unsettling. Yeah, no, I can imagine it. It's kind of like, you know, no sauces, no butter, no nothing. Just chicken, like white bread. Well, see, that's what I'm imagining. Like, that's cereal colour material. Who orders that? Like, who orders that? So that was upsetting in its own right. But also, it was with people, and he continued the voice. Maybe we're not being told that the other people thought it was fucking hilarious, though. You, oh, you think she could be the party killer that they're like, dude, David is so fun. Well, I mean, like, there's one of two scenarios here. He's either so unaware of how terribly embarrassing and awful it is that he keeps doing it, or he is getting feedback from the people around him that suggests they like it due to, like, you know, laughter or a round of applause or high fives or some shit. I don't know, but... You know what I mean? Like, there's no reason for him to continue to do it. Otherwise, like, obviously doing it with his wife, he just obviously maybe thinks he's being funny or whatever. But in other spaces where there's other people around, there's a component, certainly I have a component, maybe he doesn't have it, but there's a component of me that is aware if people don't like what's going on. And actually, it's more than likely to tell me that people don't like what's going on, even if people do like what's going on. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's an embarrassment factor yeah. that he doesn't seem to have. Are you just doing it in front of people? I mean, he's reaching a point that she's going out and refusing to do things with him, and he's just being, like, absolutely crazy. He must think it's wild funny. Like, he must think it's amazing. To continue this, he must think it is amazing, because he's doing it with other people there. So it's not even like he's just doing it for the old divorce. 
have you ever have you ever found something really really funny, but the people around you don't? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that happens. I'm sure to everyone at some point or another. Yeah, we suggested that maybe that's it. And he just he just thinks it's hilarious, and no one else on earth does. Well, you know, it depends how hilarious it is. I mean, it might be really funny. Like, <laughs> it might be really funny. Yeah, that she's just like got the worst sense of humor in the world. But I mean, it does also like going back to the whole when they're in the bedroom and possibly having sexy time and he's using baby words and fucking baby voices. Like, it does come across like he might be a fucking weirdo. Like, I'm trying to fight play devil's advocate here and defend the whole scenario, but it does come across like he's being particularly strange intentionally. Yeah, no, I mean, there's some people who just do it for a reaction. I mean, he's been doing this for like 18 months or so. It's so weird. I don't think he would get served at a brewery if he was there. I want another beer. It's so weird. Continuing the story. I don't know where it came from. I don't know why he's doing this. He finally hit my limit when we were at grocery shopping. But everything seemed normal and fine until he gasped like a kid, ran to the ice cream section, jumped up and down, yelling, Ice cream! Ice cream! I want chocolate! I was mortified. People were staring at him and me. He kept going up and saying, Can I get popsicles? I said, Either talk like an adult or I'm leaving. He started saying, Oh! You want fire parties? Lighten up, will you? Repeating the lines in a normal voice, you must be fun at parties, and lighten up, will you? And shit like that. I just said, fuck it, and left the store, leaving him to walk home like a mile. It was fine, because I couldn't even look at him. Since then, things have been very tense, and he keeps telling me that he wants an apology for embarrassing him by leaving him in the store. I told him that people don't get to demand apologies, If someone wants to apologize, it's up to them. And I'm absolutely not going to apologize for saving myself the embarrassment of a 35-year-old man with an mortgage and retirement appoint asking for chocolate ice cream. He's got a fucking mom involved. No joke. She keeps telling me it's just a phase and he's probably bored. And I should be happy this is his midlife crisis rather than him fucking a 19-year-olds in local bars. Am I going crazy? Am I the asshole? Do I really need to let my husband continuously embarrass me like this? Right. I mean, so the problem is, that interaction in the supermarket, I could very really see me do. (laughs) Really? A hundred percent. It is absolutely not out my wheelhouse to act like that in a supermarket. Like, I am a fucking child. Like, two, time, two times that you'll find me in this way, if I'm there with a group of equally as childish friends, who some of my friends are, or if I'm there with my actual children, but I will be a child. Like, I will go to go and get milk, and if there's no milk, fall to my knees in front of the counter and shout, why? And the kids will laugh, and it'll be hilarious, and it's stupid. And it doesn't matter if people look at you, because it doesn't fucking matter. But, I, I mean... 
that interaction I could very rarely see me maybe not quite to the extreme of the chocolate ice cream bit but the running over to chocolate ice cream and jumping up and down in excitement is very in my wheelhouse of uh, being in a supermarket I'm not that concerned with those onlookers yeah no no I mean like that doesn't seem too bad but it's kind of like can we get popsicles I'm just like <laughs> no, no 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 if you're ordering chocolate ice cream you go down you get haagen or you get cart door, you get a tub of chocolate ice cream. So, so it's, a bit, it's, it's a bit that you're actually upset about is the idea that he was going to get chocolate fucking lollies and he wasn't getting good chocolate ice cream. I mean, that's part of it. I mean, like, you know when he's asking for this, I mean, there's certain chocolate ice cream popsicles I would have. Like, you know, I'd have a feast. Feast was the one that I thought as soon as you said chocolate ice cream popsicle. Also chocolate milker. Yeah. Um, you know the milk lollies? Like chocolate ones. Like, you know when he's saying these here, I mean, it's like, He's just being a tool. He is being like, you know, he has been a dick. And the thing is, I'm not under any illusion that if I was in that same situation, I would be being a dick. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I'm no, like I'm not under any illusion. Like it's no. But like, so like, because there's a part of me that's just like he's doing a bit, but like the bit's bad. I think that's the problem. Like I think that's actually where I have even the any dilemma that we're talking. Like he's doing a bit, right? Yeah. And he's committed to the bit and fucking fair play to him if that's what he's doing. If he wants to be known for that bit and he's doing a bit, then okay. But the bit that he's doing is bad. Yeah. <laughs> and that's and that's the problem. Like see if he was doing a good bit, like see if the thing that like see if he acted in a particular character way because it landed particularly well and you know what I mean it was you know it's weird maybe see because like so see because we podcast. Yes. I maybe perceive it in a slightly different way, just that as a bit, I can totally get you have a bit. Do you know what I mean? Like, although this is in real life, like, but he's committed to his bit. It's just not a very good bit. <laughs> like, in, uh... I mean, but you've got to hit a certain point that, like, <laughs> he's the cheese seems like absolutely horrified, and she starts storming out of the store. Like, she just goes fuck it and starts walking away. You hit a certain point that you're just like. Okay, I'm going to continue clouding around with his ice cream, or I'm going to do damage control. And the fact that his instinct was to continue the bet. <laughs> I mean, he's he's so fucking committed to that spit, man. Like, it's wild. It's wild. I'm wondering, right, so see when it says he started saying, oh, you must be fun at parties, lighting up, will you? I wonder if he was doing that in the child vice. That's the way I read it. It was like... The way it's yeah. got written is like he's still, she's got still written in like the capitals that he has, yeah. Like, you know, yeah. I could kind of imagine maybe if he was like, oh, come on, will you lighten up? Like, we're just having a bit of fun. But that would seem a bit more jovial. Well, if you think, oh, come on, wifey. <laughs> shouting to her, shouting to her in the supermarket. <laughs> it'd be as well at this point, we caught you, baby. The point is, hey. Uh, it's wild, man. It's fucking wild. Uh, the bit I wanted to talk about next is the fact he got his mum involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quality, man. It's quality. Uh, and the fact that his mum said it's just a phase that he's going through. Oh, my God. Like, it's just a phase. You know that phase? That's like, I mean, I can very much... I, he's the exact same age as me. Right? Yeah. So... My mum phoning up whoever I was in a relationship with, they say, my wife, not even whoever I was in a relationship with, my wife in this fucking scenario, they say, it's just a phase, at least he's not banging 19-year-olds, is maybe one of the most 
upsetting things I could imagine because I would then have to fall out with my mum forever. Well, um, I mean, I can imagine. Look, like, you know, like, I could meet the girl in my dreams and, like, be 35 and married three years. And the idea that I would go to my mother to ring up her daughter-in-law your wife to be like yeah her daughter-in-law oh come on like you know it's like what a child does they go to their parents and just like fight my battle for me but the thing is as well so when he went to his mum right so he's went to his mum and said you know my baby bit that I do <laughs> because because she can't not know about it right so he's obviously had to sit there like so you know the baby bit that I do and she obviously at that point burst into her like hilarity just like uh, the funniest bit on earth I mean like uh, who knows maybe she's just like oh the bit your father used to do yes <laughs> yeah, yeah the bit that's been passed down through generations the baby bit of the family it's the McWilliams curse <laughs> like there's nothing we can do and it's yeah it's great but you get used to it like maybe but so he said that there and the mum's went look I'll just phone her up and tell her that you know the family go through this between the ages of 30 and 40 where they act like a baby and it's a curse that was uh, passed down from five generations when uh, we first landed here in America and uh, we've done something probably incredibly offensive or racist. (laughs) I mean, like, imagine being told then, like, you know, it's like, oh, come on, my son might be acting like a baby, but at least he's not going to bars and trying to fuck 19-year-olds. Imagine imagine (laughs) if you're, like, some 19-year-old, like, student girl at a bar, and some guy pulls himself up in a stool, and he's like, can I buy you a beer? (laughs) Can can. Can I touch your booby woobies? <laughs> like, dude, like, I don't know. It would be like, you know, I know that a 19's an adult, but like, at that point, she'd be screaming stranger danger. Well, I mean, the other thing, as I would say, is the premise of the mother's uh, description suggests that he wouldn't be doing the baby voice. The baby voice is instead of banging 19 year olds. It's one or the other. I'd like to try and persuade any partner of mine. It's like, come on, the reason that I'm. <laughs> the reason that I'm, I'm putting on this weird American accent all the time is it stops me from cheating on you. <laughs> like at least, at least, like at least I'm not shagging nineteen-year-olds in bars. <laughs> like there has never been a relationship that I've been in where that sentence would go down okay. Uh, at least I'm not cheating on you. <laughs> no, well, even worse than that, at least I'm not shagging nineteen-year-olds from bars. Which to me it seems even a, a bigger insult than I'm cheating on you. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I, like I'm, it's not like you've fallen in love with someone else and you couldn't help it. That it's just you're literally going to bars to shag nineteen-year-olds. I mean, like it's very, and it's also very presumptuous of his standards. It's like I would say <laughs> at the age of thirty-two now. I would say I've had difficulty picking up a 19-year-old at a bar. I know. Like, she must think very highly of her son. Yeah. Because, because, but certainly by the time you hit 30, and it was earlier for me, your body certainly started to go. Like, you don't you don't hold yourself in the way that you did when you were in your early 20s. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, like, I mean, I live in a university area. Like, there are girls around, but I'm just like, equally, why would I want to do that? Obviously, the mother knows the son, right? She's known him for 35 years. Yeah. She knows he's the type of guy that absolutely definitely wants to go and bang 19-year-olds at a bar. No, there's something very sad about this. We're going to move on to the edX section and just uh, look at a few answers that uh, she brings up about him, which are quite intriguing. 
So I said, sorry, there's only so much space. I've talked to him multiple times, especially about the sexual comments. I've made it extremely abundantly clear that I'm using terms like boobies and wee-wee are absolutely repulsive to me, among other things he says. Info, does he have a job? Yes. He acts completely normal as far as I know. He worked from home for a while during lockdown, and I never heard him talk to anyone that he worked with like this. Does he do it with friends? Sometimes, but generally it's meant to annoy or gross them out, but he stops. He has friends where they think it's cute to embarrass the other. Is it a kink or a fetish? If so, I'm absolutely done. Has he seen a doctor? No, but I've asked him if he needed to talk to someone because he's been acting strange and he accused me of being stuck up and judgmental. Given that he doesn't act like this to his co-workers or his family and only jokes around with his friends, I am willing to bet that this is an indication that he is trying to force this fetish on me non-consensually or trying to get me to leave. Is it a tumour? I don't know. Like I said before, I asked him if he needed to see someone. I can't force him, even if I want to, just to find out if there's any way we can salvage this. But after this post closes, I will try to get him to. Maybe his sister can encourage him, even though he acts completely normal around him. Does he have childhood trauma? As far as I know, I'm relatively close with his family, would likely know. The most traumatic thing that ever happened was a minor car accident when he was around 13 years old. No injury, no death. He hasn't been in a car accident in anywhere in the last two years, and I haven't. No one else in his family has been. So, with this extra information, he's only like this to her. Yes, it does seem that way. I mean, that's pretty much all the information suggests, right? So, there is a couple of telling things, right? So, it, it does say that he does do it around his friends. Yeah. And he's got friends. See that? I mean, it, right. I'm going to say something controversial here. Sure. See the way, see the way she's wrote... He has friends where they think it's cute to embarrass each other, and she's put cute in quotations. Yeah. It suggests to me that she's not got much of a sense of humour, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because I have a, a reasonable-sized group of friends, and one of the, like, maybe not maybe not a regular occurrence, but it's not unheard of for there to be opportunities to embarrass each other or, you know what I mean, just create yeah. situation because that's kind of as I presumed, and it turns out not from reading this, but friend groups kind of operate that way, do you know what I mean? Or certainly good friends do, and long-term friends usually have. But the way she's wrote it suggests to me that she might not be a very fun person. Yes. No, I mean, like, I don't know. I think Scottish culture is what you would say is banter. Well, we would say slagging, that it's just... Yes, absolutely. That Yeah, no, I mean, like, that's the way it kind of works for me that I kind of think that like it is just maybe a bit of slag and like, she's clearly not responding well to it, but maybe she thinks it's kind of like hilarious. Like, and maybe that's why, maybe that's why when I was saying about the whole bit thing, maybe it is, it's a culture thing. So maybe it's just, I'm comfortable with the idea or I just expect the idea that friends will treat each other in this way. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Not quite to the extreme, but certainly like, you know, that type of kind of hazing and almost like 
even being out with friends, it can sometimes be a bit like a roast sometimes, you know what I mean? Because that's just the way that nights unfold and it's there's no there's no negativity to it. It's just a culture thing, like the way that we treat each other. Like Yeah. But no, I mean, so to me that makes her read like she's maybe not particularly fun. I mean, like, but I think maybe there might be a bit of a difference that, like, I think that Scottish and Irish people are particularly into the kind of wind-up culture. Yes, yes. That they kind of, that we kind of like giving people a wee bit of a touch sometimes. Well, I've kind of found Americans can take it very personally. Indeed, indeed, as a... It's a weird, it's a weird culture difference, that, uh, and I find it very difficult to process because of it. Yes, because like, because I, I, it's such a difficult thing for me to perceive because I actually genuinely like, from my family, as in you know parents and uncles or whatever, right through to all my friends and going to the pub all days and being in bands. There's always that subculture of you know the wind up, always in the wind up. I mean that's an actual sentence that is said. Lots about people who I know, like when people talk about people, oh, do you know such and such? Yes, he's always on the wind-up, do you know what I mean? Like, that is a thing that gets said because people are always on that kind of... Yeah, like, I mean, this story would make infinitely more sense if she said, like, my husband, who is from Belfast, moved in with me, (laughs) who is from Louisiana. Aye, totally, totally. It's like, my Glaswegian husband... Moved in with me, and I grew up in Utah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. But yeah. So then the other bit that I really take, I take an issue with her sentence, and that again, it just paints her in a bad way. And there's no reason for this because I think that she's probably in the right. Like I think that regardless of all the things that I've said in defence of that scenario, the reality is he really should have fucking reined it back in if he wants to be with her because she quite clearly really doesn't like it and it looks like she's made it clear that she doesn't like it by telling him on numerous occasions. So, like, if he really wanted to still be in a relationship with her, he really should have reeled it, like, reined it in. It's his fault. But with that being said, the sentence at the end about the does he have childhood trauma bit, it's like, oh, as far as I know, and I'm close to the family because I'd know, there is absolutely no reason to presume that. Do you know what I mean? Like, there is absolutely no precedent to say that because you're close with the family, you might know about some kind of childhood trauma that the family don't talk about or even don't know about. Do you know what I mean? So it's just that wildly self-centred view. Where it's like, I would know about that if it was such a thing, like, based on what? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so it doesn't paint her in a particularly good light as a person. Also, she printed the sentences, is it a tumour? As if the scenario here is her husband is doing this because he has a tumour, which would be mental. Like, I know it happens, but it would be mental if that was what was the case here. So basically what she's kind of saying here is that she either thinks it's a fetish or she thinks that he's trying to force her to leave. And, like, there's, yeah. there's kind of worse ways to... Like, if you really wanted someone to leave, would you really do this for six months? Oh, I mean, see, it's the effort. See, and maybe maybe, maybe it's a fair play to the man he's willing to put in more effort than I would be into that scenario. But it's like, see, even, like, lying in a relationship under any circumstances, like, the idea of doing it is so off-putting... I mean, other than, you know, that you know, you shouldn't lie or whatever and that type of stuff, be open and honest. But also imagine trying to keep it up all the time. Like he had to keep that up all the time. He had to invest so much energy into essentially ruining situations that they were in all the fucking time. Like yeah. that is 
so much effort, like an effort that I just would not be willing to put in. Do you know what I mean? There's zero benefit. All you're going to do is get shouted at. Like, I mean, you have decided that you're going to do a thing that will result on pissing your wife off so much that she's going to shout at you. That is kind of true, but I've known people to be in really strange relationships because I was going out with this girl and she said, like, she, her sister was engaged to some Welsh guy called Neil. The sister knew that she wasn't going to marry this guy and knew she was going to split up with him. But the entire time I knew this girl, the sister went out with him for a following like nine months because she just couldn't. She was she didn't want to be the one who pulled pulled the trigger and ended it. That it's kind of like you know via almost malicious compliance. She was just trying to force him out, but not actually just say to him, "Lad, we've had a good run, but it's over." Yeah, and I mean that does happen. Yeah, that does happen. I think it's. I think that would be a very morally cowardly thing to do. By the signs of this guy, I mean. The very little thing I'd say about this guy is he seems to have balls. He does seem to have balls. <laughs> this this lad, this, like I say, this lad is committed to his bit. Like, fucking, he has decided that regardless of where he is or what he's doing, he is doing this bit. That is him. Like, the bit and him are one and the same. <laughs> like, and uh, there's a, there is a part of me that it's like, fucking, you're making this woman's life hell and that's shit. Yeah. But you're so committed to a bit that I've never seen before. It's it's amazing. But you are making this woman's life hell. Yeah. Or at least this woman feels like her life's being made hell. Like maybe what you're doing isn't as bad as she's perceiving, but she perceives it that way certainly. And you have to address that because, because because you do kind of come across like a psycho for no stopping now. Like you could have stopped. But the way she's making it sound like is like he's doing it every day for several hours. You know, I've, I have known some people who will be like, oh, you're always doing this. And it's something that I've done like three times the entire time I've known them. Oh, look, you're always doing that bad Australian accent or whatever. Like, that's <laughs> not something that I've never been told, but like, that's an example. I've been like, I've done it once. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So people perceive how long that you do it, like, how often you do it. Like, so I think, like, I think there's a possibility that she also might just not want to be in the relationship anymore. And this baby voice thing has been something that she's been able to latch on to is to really, really grind at her. But in fact, maybe there's other problems within the relationship as well. I would say that this, if it's annoying you to that grounds, like, you know, it might be grounds for divorce, but like... Ah, man, like, definitely. I mean, like... But we don't have a lot of factors involved. Like, they might be from a heavily, like, heavily Bible Belt area where it would be frowned upon and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know where these people are. I presume from the story, it sounds like... <laughs> I'm guessing they're somewhere in America. I imagine that they... she, she has very conservative values by the looks of things. Yeah, no, I mean, like... And I will be honest that, like, I kind of feel he's in the wrong, but I do feel that he's right, that she might not be fun at parties... Yes, yes, so that's, that's kind of where I'm getting at. Like, he's in the wrong for what she's doing, but I don't think that she, like I said, I think she holds quite, she seems to, from her answers and stuff and the way that she's written, it certainly seems to be she has quite conservative values and they maybe don't gel very well. Like, but conservative values, I don't mean like hardcore political conservative values, I just mean like she's a conservative person in general, do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, no, I know some people would just don't, appreciate some of the things that you do and they're just like why'd you do this 
and they'll never actually forgive you for this that like some people can just take a grudge or take something that you said being lighthearted and be like I will never talk to you in good faith again but in saying this story there's a kind there's a parallel story that I would also <laughs> like to read I'm going to read this story just to make a bit of a comparison this story is too long didn't read my girlfriend keeps talking like Jar Jar Binks around everyone I know, including my boss, and won't stop. I've told her that it isn't funny anymore, and I'm at the end of my rope. I do love her in spite of it. How do I get her to stop? My girlfriend and I met in college eight years ago and started dating little over five years ago. She has always been a huge Star Wars fan. She even has a Star Wars tattoo. Not of Jar Jar, surprisingly. I like Star Wars enough, but I'm not a fanboy or anything, just a casual kind of fan. We dated long distance for two years after we graduated and moved in together. I'm military, and she relocated to be with me. Things were great. She started working part-time and took care of the house and pets. Things changed about a year ago. She was mad about the ending of the last Star Wars movie that came out and started getting back into the prequels. She started quoting them sometimes. It was kind of funny at first. Once COVID hit and we quarantined, it got even more intense. She would quote Jar Jar a lot. It didn't matter to me because we weren't around anyone and again, it was funny in small doses. I started to realise it was a problem towards the end of spring. Her quoting Jar Jar got excessive. She was trying to quote him in response to, like, everything. It honestly was a bit cringy. If she bumped into me, she'd say, Excuse me! Or if she dropped something, she'd say, Misa clumsy! If we left the house at all, she would, lo- she would loudly yell, So good to be in home! When we walked inside. One time, when we were cuddling and stuff, she whispered into my ear in a Jar Jar voice, Oh, mwee mwee, I love you! I instantly, instantly killed the mood. I regret not saying something at then, but I figured that she would eventually stop. I was wrong. In June, they lifted some restrictions and I started doing more stuff. I was promoted and had a small ceremony. My boss, a pretty high-up officer, was there, and after the ceremony, I introduced them. She said to him, You saw Bomba General. He chuckled awkwardly and left the conversation. I was so mad at her. I'd I'd have waited myself. I would have waited myself. (laughs) We talked, and she said she would tone it down. She did for a couple of weeks and didn't do Jar Jar talk so much. We talked about getting married, and I had been wanting to propose for a while, before the Gungan speak started, but with COVID, it kind of ruined my plans. July came, and I figured we should stop delaying and decided I would do it. We went for a hike together, and I started my speech about how I loved her, and she made me happy and everything, and asked her what would she think about us taking the next step. She just said, okie day. I stopped the proposal right there. I feel bad. I blew up at her 
a little, but goddamn, she had already ruined so many moments with her stupid Gungan talk. Okay. Uh, you would think after that fight, she might have finally stopped, but she didn't. Things were more or less normal for a few months. I just didn't try to bring her around anyone. Then I FaceTimed my mom and my brother a few days ago, and I think it was the final straw. My mom asked, were we planning on coming home for Xmas? And she literally said to my mother, It's demanded by the gods it is. No one found it funny, and she was <laughs> laughing hysterically. I ended the call soon after that and texted the group chat to apologize. I told her she needed to cut it at once and for all. She said it was just a part of who she was, and it was not a huge deal. There are so many examples, I can't list them, that these are the biggest ones. She's always saying, Misa and Jusa about everything, and sending charger memes, and just generally being so annoying with her Gungan worship. So, what should I do? I truly love her, and she's great in a lot of ways, but I don't think I can take it anymore. How do I get her to stop? <laughs> well, I mean, it's great. Like, <laughs> I don't even, don't even, don't even know where to start. Like, I get why it might be an annoying as shit because, uh, well, Jar Jar Binks is annoying as shit, right? So, and that's how she's emulating. Yeah. But I mean, again, much like the other one, there's a lot of me reading it where I'm just like, dude, what are you getting yourself so worked up for? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yes, it's inappropriate to have said to say they use a bomb by general, but at the same time, it's also kind of hilarious. It is. You know I, mean? I can kind of get him being more pissed off because, like, you've got the military, which is highly regimented, no, and you've got this guy who could probably be like, you know, now you have to run ten thousand laps around this field, and she's generally just being a bit of a knob to him. Uh, I know, like, I don't know, like she does. She does seem to be a bit of an arse. Yeah. <laughs> and she must have been that much of an arse before she watched the Star Wars movies, right? Like, she did develop this Gungan persona the second time round watching, like, Phantom Menace. Yeah. I mean, to a weird extent, I can kind of get maybe quoting a line or two occasionally... But, like, it's the extent that she does it. I mean, I mean, but there is funny things. Like, so, like, so see, like, when, like, so see when she said that it's, like, demanded by the gods? Like, when he's, she's on the... He's like, that's cool. But to me, that's fine. I have absolutely no chance. I mean, read the room. Granted, right? But is that, a conser- is that quite a conservative person again? No. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just don't know... My concern is that in both scenarios, like even though both people, the way that they're painted, come across as grade A fucking psychopaths, like is there a possibility that like they're actually just funny and doing a bit and the person that they're with just doesn't get it? Well, I mean, the thing is, I can totally get walking past someone and being like, squeeze me. I'm all for it. That's just like quoting something. Like it's, it's a bit dumb, but saying like, Misa clumsy. Again, I can actually find that quite funny. Like, yeah, I mean, like, I'm, I'm, I'm all for somebody doing it if that's a bit, you know what I mean? Like, I'm certainly. But it's a lot less creepy than, like. <laughs> the baby shit. I mean, like, 
I mean, like, I mean, that guy, that guy is infinitely weirder. Like, I also, I actually totally understand picking up the Misa and Yusa. Do you know what I mean? Like, I get it. Like, it just becomes something that you say because it just falls into your natural language. And if she uses it all the time, like, if she literally uses it all the time, I actually feel, like, it might annoy him, but I actually feel like it's bad. Like, like you know what I mean? There's no reason that he can really complain if she just uses it all the time. Like, no, I think the Misa just, and Yusa... I think all that stuff's fine. I think occasionally quoting Jar Jar is fine. Like, you know, I think it's, for me, the bits that she's going badly wrong are when she's talking to him and he's trying to be, like, really sincere about something. <laughs> right, okay, okay, yes, yes. I mean, the way that she said yes, essentially, to the engagement proposal is possibly the sign of someone who might be a smidgen crying out for him. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, I think there's a time and a place, like, you know, I think that, like, you know, it's, it's like, would you marry me? Oh, yes, of course. And then maybe five minutes later, you could go to be like, Misa getting married. Like, I think you could do that, but it's like, you know what somebody's done on their knees, like, I've loved you. I've always loved you. I will always, always love you. And they're like, okay, there. <laughs> the other thing is, and it's only because I know it's came up and it's like it's not really a massive conversation. But like, could the guy who just say here, like, there's a whole lot of bad cultural appropriation issues around Jar Jar Binks and it's probably best for you not to use it? Yeah. Can you not just do that if it's really that yeah. much of a problem? Like, you know, that's the problem with Jar Jar is that your the Gungan accent is supposed to be like what Caribbean is it? It's a bad Yeah, it's a kinda it's a kinda Caribbeanish accent or attempt at one. Uh, and it's generally accepted by at least a number of people to be offensive as fuck because it is quite if you actually listen to it. Like as a caricature. Like I'll tell you, the character who I've sometimes imitated a little bit who's a Gungan isn't Jar Jar, but it's Boss Nass. Boss Nass, yes, who was by Brian Blassett. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like oh 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 oh. You take Umbongo for the core. You know, it's kind of like, there's something about, like, Brian Blassett, which I kind of find imitatable. But, like, Jar Jar, like, it's such a weird, weird thing to do. Like, again, no, man. Like, it's our bet, right? Well, and, like, again... If she's like she seems to be doing it all the time. Like the other baby person seemed to be a bit more of a grade A cycle. Like he seemed to be like creeping about and stuff and doing it like when other people weren't looking and stuff like that, which is a, a substantially weirder um, and substantially more like I don't know dangerous in the mind. She seems to be doing it all the time for what it says, like just kicking about doing it when she's talking to everybody. Like yeah, no, I mean like I can totally get that you you start you can just pick up a bit of vocabulary and overuse it. I think the problem is that he's a military man and like, you know, I would say like in a kind of very macho culture like that, you don't want to... Like, she's a fucking embarrassing... Oh, yeah, I'd say he's mortified. I'd say he's like, <laughs> can you just fucking be normal for once, Clarice? Me so sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 seriously, it'll be normal. Like, this guy's my boss. Okay, the Baba General. No, please, please stop it. I mean, um, first, it's actually it's it's border. It's it's quite racist sounding. Please stop it. Yeah, no, I mean that's bad. But I I'm gonna throw in a little bit of Jar Jar knowledge, which I know. 
Do you know who the original person cast to play George Urbanks was? The person gunning for the role. No, I do not. Michael Jackson. <laughs> Michael Jackson was like a friend of George Lucas. And he kind of pretty much took it upon himself and declared that he was playing Jar Jar. Misa, okay, Misa, okay now. <laughs> it would be so. It would be. It'd be layers of upsetting. The next the thing, layer of the thing was, it wasn't even going to be CGI. It was going to be Michael Jackson in a rubber rubber Gundam suit. Oh my god, that might have been the single greatest thing that's ever existed. Yeah, I think George Lucas was just like didn't know how to uh, turn him down. So eventually, basically, what he did was they were in Wembley. Stadium. for lots of check on it. They were in Wembley Stadium or something, and Michael Jackson was there. And George Lucas just introduced him to like Ahmed Best, the guy who played Jar Jar, and said, "This is the guy playing Jar Jar," and just walked out of the room. I mean, that's probably all you can do, man. Like, I can't imagine Michael Jackson was a tough person to deal with. Oh man, but like I think it would be worse if she was doing a Michael Jackson impression. I mean, is there Okay. So I as I kinda think is like I think she seems, as you've said before, about twenty times less psychotic. I can kinda see where she's coming from. Yeah, I mean essentially all she is like how different is that really from there being like? And the thing is, there's a whole lot of factors in here that do matter, like things like age. You know what I mean? And it does matter, like like regardless of whether or not it should matter, it does matter. Like, but if she if she met him eight years ago at college, she's probably what 25, 26? Well, see, that's what I'm thinking. So if like if that's the type of age that she is, like see when we were in our early twenties, there was plenty of times where there would be quotes from specific TV shows, or like there was certainly a time much earlier than that, like when I was younger, that we had uh, things like Anchorman. Like whenever Anchorman came out, Anchorman got quoted to death forever. There was people who just done Anchorman quotes and Anchorman voices, and you know what I mean bits from Anchorman for years and years and years and years and years. And years. It's not dramatically different from that. I don't think so either. I mean, like, I think Jar Jar is a bit more annoying, but it's kind of like me turning up and being like, I like lamp, or I'm in a, like, what is it, like, I'm in a glass case full of emotion. I'm in a glass cage of emotion is absolutely definitely been shouted by my friends when things are going to happen. Yeah, no, I mean... Uh, like, and like, yeah, like, uh, I killed a guy, yeah, I've seen that, just probably lay low for a while. Stuff like that, do you know what I mean? Like, it's been done, like... The amount, like the, amount, the amount of times in my life I have or someone else has said to me, milk is a, milk is a bad choice. Do you know what I mean? These things have happened. So, oh, no, I've definitely done that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like there's been days that I've bought milk on a hot day for that joke. Like, like so my point being, like, it's not really massively different from that. Like, maybe she's a bit too hung up on Jar Jar Binks, and maybe it's because Jar Jar Binks is infinitely fucking more annoying than most characters, do you know what I mean? And he's known for being so. Uh, Who would be more annoying? Like, I mean, I think, that, as you say, like, quoting Anchorman, like, you know, I think you could get away with that fairly easy. Like, I think even if you're quoting something like SpongeBob, you'd probably get away with. I think the problem is, like... For you to do, uh, for you to do Jar Jar Binks's voice, I think the scenario here is is uh, uh, preface the, the, the preface that essentially you you know that you're doing 
that she's doing Jar Jar Jinks' voice. Because otherwise, she's doing a bit of a racist Caribbean voice. Yeah. Right? So essentially, you have to know that that's a Jar Jar Binks voice. Otherwise, I can see where it becomes embarrassing because essentially, she just would come across like... Presuming that she's white, by the way, but she would come across as racist uh, because she would be doing a mad Caribbean accent as a white person and it would look really out of place. I mean, it would equally be dodgy even if she was like a black person from South Carolina. I mean, like yeah, it's like the same as me deciding, like, you know, I'm white, Russian people are white, but if I suddenly said, during podcast, I will speak like this the entire session. Like, it's not it's not as bad as being, like, directly racist, but I think you could still make people uncomfortable. It's like, I'm, my name is Sasha Busco. I eat dog. Oh, it will make, no, no. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it will make people uncomfortable. Don't get me wrong. I just mean that there is a difference where the... So see, so see, see, you've been the same grounds. See if it was a black person who was doing the Russian, eh, eh, like eh, impression you just done there. They would stand out like a sore thumb. Do you know what I mean? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, as in it would, it would look, it would look so much more out of place. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like- and so I mean, so in this case, if that is a scenario, it might just be a level of embarrassment where he feels he has to explain to people that she's doing a charge her Binks impression and not being like. Really racist. Yeah, but I mean, like, I equally don't think, like, for instance, let's say I started quoting. Have you ever seen Rocky Four? Is it? Uh, what one? Who's he fighting in this one? The one with Ivan Drago in it. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, it's like if I think if I was walking around one day and I was just like quoting I, Ivan Drago, being like, "If he dies, he dies. I will crush you." You know. What I mean, again, again, like did. I can I can honestly hand on heart say that I have said I will crush you to to people like that's been said before. Do you know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. So I think if we had to summarize, the baby guy is really creepy, and she's just a bit of a oh, misplaced yes. nerd. Well, see, I th- I think so. Like so, that's the thing. And maybe again, maybe it's an experience thing that gives me a different perspective on this. Like I have hung about with in my life. The weirdo people like her who maybe overdo it and talk about Star Wars. You know what I mean? Like I've been in gaming stores where there's people who play Dungeons and Dragons and stuff like that who maybe just don't drop out their character enough and spend too much time in it every time you see them. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like these people do exist, and she kind of sounds like a person who's just a wee bit heavy into Star Wars and loves this bit. Whereas the other guy, especially in comparison to her, like the other guy seems even more like a fucking lunatic because at least she seems to be doing it everywhere, regardless of how inappropriate it is. He's doing it mostly behind closed doors by the sounds of things. Or with yes, close and he's also got 10 years on her. Yes. But, I mean, like, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, like, that's that's. I think that's where I draw the line. I think she just needs to learn when's an appropriate time to do Jar Jar and she'll be fine. Yeah, and the thing is as well, like she, so she might be quite young, you know. I mean, she might be twenty four, twenty five, and it might just be a she's not really learned yet that, because like, like I know people might think that they're fucking adults when they're twenty four and twenty five, but they're not. You know what I mean? We're always like, but you're always growing, certainly until you. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I mean, there's certain aspects that I would say that, like, again, I'm thirty two, but like, for like certain social knowing what to do in situations. I kind of think I only really gained that maybe when after I was 27, 28. 
that like oh definitely definitely there's a like I can certainly say from my life that I'm a different I'm a different person from my late late twenties and thirties than I was before that because I learned a whole pile of things like humility and stuff like that and maybe not having a drive to be a centre of attention and stuff because I was always a singer in bands and stuff like that before it was just who I was yeah. but uh, and so you know what I mean so it might just be stuff like that like she's younger and stuff the 35 year old guy who acts like a baby probably doesn't have any excuses at all though. like if there's any young people here who's listening to this and want some world advice the thing I think I've learned which is probably the most important thing that I didn't know when I was 27 that I do know when I'm 32 is a lot of the time it's just better to keep your mouth shut <laughs> Oh, definitely, definitely. Actually, the, the the more keep your mouth shut and keep listening. Yeah. The more you just pay attention to what's going on around you, the less times you find yourself in scenarios you don't want to be in. Yeah, no, I mean, like that's that's a real difference. That, like, you know, a lot of the time people are speaking to you and they actually don't like the amount of time people speak to you that they come to you with a problem that they actually don't want you to solve the problem, but they just want to tell you the problem so they can bitch about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not looking for answers. They're looking for you to agree with the problem and also for you to uh, tell them nothing yes. other than what they want to hear. Yeah, so it's kind of like if somebody comes to you and it's like, my boss was a real jerk to me, like what they don't want you to turn up is like turn up to their house half an hour later with like citizens advice bureau booklets saying like you know how to sue your boss. But they just want you to say it's like oh he sounds like a shithead. Oh poor you. Ah he sounds like yeah yeah I, they definitely don't want you to say well you know maybe you were in the wrong in that scenario. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah I mean like even if someone is in the wrong you say it in a very tactful way. And the way you say it. yeah 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 you don't you don't just say well you know. Sounds like you would act like a dick there. <laughs> like... Yeah, yeah, no. So, of those two stories, yeah, I think that. But for the rest of the pod- podcast, I think I'm going to speak like, what would be a what would be a bad impression to be doing during a podcast? Uh, something that doesn't lend itself to good audio. Let's see, uh, like a really droney voice, probably. So something like. I can't see anywhere that I'm not going to insult a place, so I can't, I can't, I can't name a place without insulting them. Yeah. Like a Brummie accent probably doesn't lend itself to podcasts. Well, you know, I think I think <laughs> Birmingham. I think it depends. Like, I think Birmingham City is okay, but you know, once you get the Black Country yam yams, I think it kind of gets yeah. like I. It's it's just so musical. I think you need to be in the mood to kind of hear it. You do, you do, absolutely, you absolutely do. Um, so I'd say we'll move on to one last story here. So this is the third story, which is, help, my girlfriend is refusing to talk to me because I pretended to be dead after our car accident. Last week, my girlfriend and I were on our way back from dinner with her parents. She was driving, pulling away from a stoplight, two cars next to us slammed on their brakes but she didn't have time. We got hit by a drunk driver going 15 over the speed limit on the right side. The impact was brutal, but I knew right away I was fine. We were inside her 2018 BMW X6. I had no idea what made me do this. Maybe I was in shock about the crash, 
and the entire world was rocked for a flat for a second. But I decided to hang my mouth open, contort myself against the intruded door. When my girlfriend looked over, she was horrified, screaming nonstop for what felt like an hour. After a minute or so, I snapped out of it and said, gotcha. She instantly broke down and was inconsolable. <laughs> After we were both given the old clear from the hospital, a few hours later, she refused to talk to me. It's been a few days now and she still won't speak to me. I know it was weird. I have no idea what made me do this. I'm, I wouldn't have ever done this normally. How do I manage to salvage this? Well, you can't. You can't. You've ruined your relationship forever, and there is absolutely no resolution to this. Regardless of how funny it was, there's no resolution to it. What makes you? I know. I know. Well, like, I mean, I mean, also weird, humble brag about the BMW. <laughs> like midway through it, <laughs> like my girlfriend drives this great car. Yeah, my girlfriend's got a lovely blue BMW. <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, man, shit. Like, what was he thinking? Like, there's absolutely no way he can fix this. He has ruined his relationship forever. That is it. There's no, there's no going back. There's no way to fix this. You, do you think like, it's permanently dead? I think, I think so. Like, I mean, because because there was a moment where there was the accident, and she's got out of the car, and she's looked, and she thought he was dead. Yeah. Right. And then. He's then snapped out of pretending to be dead and said, got ya. So not even made it look like he's woke up from being dead so she was all worried or whatever. Yeah. That would be a psycho move, but at least there was an end goal in sight. The only outcome of him shouting gotcha is their relationship ending abruptly. <laughs> like Because it means that she's all stressed and upset and he pretended to be dead. <laughs> like I mean... I just don't... I mean, like... I can understand going into shock after a car crash, and I can understand yourself freezing up. But it's like, if that happened, I don't think I'd be turning to the next person saying, gotcha. <laughs> I mean, his other half, who was in the car accident with him, oh, it's just fucking mental. <laughs> like, it is, it's just a, an absolutely crazy decision to make. What do you think would drive someone to doing this? Because, like, I would say more than the earlier two stories, this would just kill a relationship dead. Like, so my problem is, with the way I perceive the accident happens, right? Yeah. It must have been a bad enough accident for him to pretend to be dead and that to be something that was believable. Well, I mean, they're ta- he, he's talking about leaning into the dented door. It clearly yeah. was quite an impact. Oh, so, so that's the thing. So, and then why was his first thought, I'm going to pretend to be dead? I mean, like, I was, it was pretending to be dead and then just treating it like it was like a great trick. Okay. I'm going to give you a scenario here. Right. Okay. You're, let's say, the, you're in a car with a significant other and you end up in right. a car crash. Would you rather right. they woke up and said, gotcha? Would you rather they turn to you and said, Misa, free! Or would you rather say, Ooh, big bad call, give me a boo-boo! It's a tough one. It's a tough one. <laughs> My go-to there would probably be gotcha in that scenario, right? Yeah. Because, because the other two, especially in the context of the information we've got, 
would drive me to murder them and make it look like it was the accident that killed them, possibly. Like, you know, like, you know, like if, if, if in the context of the two people that have written, if I was the other person, like when they had wrote the story and that happened, I would, I'd probably just burn the car in a minute. <laughs> Uh, at that point, and just see the car went up on fire in the accident, because um, it would be upsetting. But the thing is, the gotcha is not far off that either. <laughs> like to be honest, it's a mental thing to do. I mean, I think that's the thing. All the people here have no context about how to deal with situations. There's times that you can play pranks, and there's times that you can do stupid voices, but you don't do it in intimate moments, and you don't do them after car crashes. Yeah, I mean, like, like, I think, I think all these things come down to a cultural difference between <laughs> America and what would be the UK. You know what I mean? Like, because none of these things, I just can't like, like, I can't perceive a man and a woman having the argument about fucking him doing baby voices in the supermarket and her leaving her alone happening in the UK. Do you know what I mean? I just can't imagine it occurring without somebody getting involved and telling them to behave themselves and act like adults. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, and for the same, like, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's just, there's something weird about all three of those situations. Well, People don't seem to fully the, understand. The thing about the baby one would be... I would be terrified of saying anything because I would think maybe that he was... Disabled or something. Yeah. And you don't want to be making statements like that. That, like, for instance... Fair, fair. I hadn't even thought about it that way. I mean, he could that could just be the way he spoke. And then maybe that's where, that's where the pressure is on her. Like, she that People don't know around her that that's not the situation here. For instance, my last job before I uh, went back to do like postgraduate research was I was working with adults in their houses with learning disabilities and taking them out yeah. shopping and stuff like that. There was guys who I was taking out that they'd be speaking about mummy's car and being good boys and all this sort of stuff. But, you know, if you didn't know them, you'd think maybe they were taking the piss because they looked like perfectly normal people, but they kind of spoke this way. So maybe she's just like afraid of, maybe people have turned to her in the past and said like, oh, uh, you and your brother or you and your like special friend. Yeah, or, or even, yeah, or even like there is a pressure for her to then treat him in a particular way because otherwise people might think that she is being a carer who is treating the person she's caring poorly. You know what I mean? By like shouting at him to act his fucking age and behave. Like Yeah. Might look might might have poor optics in like a supermarket environment where nobody knows that he's not that that's not the way he acts all the time. Hmm. No, but I think all the people here are absolutely tragic. But it, it kind of makes me feel better about myself because I don't think I've done this something that assholeish in at least the last eleven years. No, I mean like that's really it. It's like the idea that someone saying to you, "Stop doing impressions of Jar Jar Binks," it's upsetting me. And you go, "Me, so no going to stop now." So I mean, like, like why would you do that to another human being? Like, why would you, like, see, see, even if you, like, see, unless you hated somebody. I don't understand why you would, like, persecute somebody like that. Because like, at some point it does become persecution, do you know what I mean? Myself and you were talking before the podcast started 
we're talking a wee bit about J.K. Rowling and Graham Linehan. And the thing yeah. that I would say here is the comparison is, is if somebody asks you to call them something or not to say something, and it's easily within your power, just do it. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, not, <laughs> yeah. it's not difficult now. I understand if somebody's saying there's a big part of you and someone's being a prick and saying, oh, don't you be talking like that anymore. But it's like, you know, if something's very easy for you, like calling uh, the actor Elliot Page now, just do it. Don't be a mark. Just do it. I know. Don't be a dick. Like, why does it bother you? Why does it bother you? Like, I, that, that's the bit that I don't get. It's like, why does it bother you? Like, you but you don't. Like, I just, it just, it's such a weird thing for people to get annoyed about. Such a weird thing for people to shout about on the internet. But, you know, I just think there's certain people who kind of want to be scandalised. I mean, all these stories, it's kind of people who want to scandalise others. Maybe it's the reactions that the part people are giving are so funny that they just can't stop. As I mean, there is definitely parts, not not the last one, so we're clear. The last one is absolutely under the way that the guy acted has got nothing to do with people having like no sense of humour or whatever. But I do think there is a part of both of them because the two people, the language that they use, the way that they shape the story, the extra information we've got regarding the military from the second person, etc., shapes people who may not fall under certain pigeonholes, but shapes people with the information that they've written that kind of suggests that they are a bit more straight-laced and they are a bit more, like I said, who conservative values, they're a conservative person and their actions and stuff like that. Both those people just might not be suited for the type of person that's a bit wacky, you know what I mean? And I'm like air-quoting for the most part when I say wacky, but do you know what I mean? Like You know, you're saying that they're wacky, but I think the important thing is in both of those stories... It wasn't like, you know, if if I meet, if I met somebody and they kind of did the childish speak, I would know that from the start. But both of these seem to be recent phases or trends that have gone through. Like, you know, she didn't start speaking like Jar Jar. He's been dating her for five years and it's just been the last year she's decided to take it up. Absolutely. Um it's kind of weird that both of them have just brought on new things, but that kind of suggests to me that they must have had other idiosyncrasies before that they just were okay with. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but I do know that there are some people who can just be like, you suddenly get comfortable enough to do stuff. It's like, you know, they say... Like, yeah, weird too. Yeah, no, I mean, it's not even weird. It's like, <laughs> you know, for like, certain people will be like, here, you know, for the first six months of dating, I'm not going to fart in front of my partner. Yeah, farting was a prime example. It was a great example of the one that I was actually thinking of. But yeah, like, I mean, like, so like, yeah, farting, but just other weird things that they do. Do you know what I mean? Things that, like, like I don't know, like, just things that they think that they, they, they should hide, like cutting their fingernails in the shower type scenario. Do you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Stuff that uh, people suddenly get comfortable and start doing. Like, maybe not washing the sink with the shave. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that like you're on best behavior. But like to, yeah. for it to suddenly be, I don't know how long this married couple has been dating, but like to assume that he's what, 36 and they've been married, I would say that it's probably not that recent of a thing. I'd give them that maybe they've been married two years. He's maybe just got comfortable enough to be a bit of a psycho. It's very weird. It's a very weird Like the, the Star Wars one, there is an. There's an explanation why it got picked up. 
even if it is annoying as shit, like, I get why it get picked up. And she's also kind of admitting, like, there's different times in the past that she was starting to do this before it became a full-blown habit. And he's just like, I should have just said, shut up now, and maybe it would have come under control. He watched it occur and watched it get worse and didn't say anything about it until it was grating it and it was grating it the whole time. Yeah. And didn't say anything. So I kind of have less sympathy for him. Well, who knows that maybe it was just like <laughs> the first guy once was just like, love playing with those boobies. And she was like, boobies? Don't call my don't call my breasts boobies. It's so childish. And then like he did it again and he kind of ends up forming an entire personality just to wind her up. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Pretty much exactly that. Like, it does feel that way. It does feel like um, he is just trying to wind her up and he is getting something in return from it. Maybe he's just a bad bastard with it. As I said, yeah, I'm I'm saying. Saying. Do you know what I mean? Like, maybe he's doing it because he's getting kicks out of it. Like, yeah, no, I know some people who, well, I mean, I don't know them personally, but I know in some relationship they do get kicks out of, like, upsetting their partner. The fact that he felt the need to speak to his mother to tell her that it was only a phase does kind of make me feel that maybe he was trying to save the relationship. Or like, or save the relationship by going to his mother and getting her to like... Well, he's try- well, he was trying to get her to intervene in a positive way. Like, you know, if I was trying to get... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't want, he doesn't want to end the relationship, obviously. They wouldn't have said to his mother that... Yeah, no, I mean, if I was trying to get someone to fuck off and they were that pissed at me, you would start leaving the voicemail messages saying, I love you, but you need to apologize. You've been yeah. a very bad girl. You need a spanking or some shit like that. This would just fucking put them over the edge. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I just, the, guy doesn't, the guy doesn't seem very healthy, but he does seem to want to be in the relationship. I think the other person, like... I mean, there's a lot of sweet statement here. I'm making a lot of presumptions, but from what I've read... I don't think that either of the two of them want the relationship to, like, I think the woman is probably better off without him. Like, I think that that relationship is testing me fail. Like, uh, the Mad Star Wars bird, I think, is a bit different because uh, I think, <laughs> I don't know, it just seems like a different situation. Yeah, I'd say that that's just, she's just picked up, she's doing it now, and I think she's probably a bit geeky and nerdy and that type of person, you know what I mean? Who, like, latches on to a particular bit of pop culture or whatever. Yeah. Those people exist. And either he's going to be okay with that or he's not going to be okay with it. It is girlfriend and stuff like that. And they met eight, year, eight years ago at college, so he must have known that she was a bit geeky on it. Like, and he did kind of suggest that she does. He did know that anyway. She got Star Wars tattoo and stuff. So yeah, to me, it's just like she's probably get caught up in the scenario. The thirty-five-year-old, he's a psycho. The other guy, I don't think, is a bad person, but I think what he done was a bad thing. Yeah, like the other guy who pretended. Like I, I don't like. He's quite clearly remorseful. He doesn't know why he's done it, but what he done, I don't think, could ever really be uh, repaired. I think this has been an interesting discussion. So, Paul, <laughs> is there anything that you'd like to plug? Well, yeah, I mean, like, so come and listen to our podcast. Um, I know some of you do anyway, but it's uh, not another fake newscast. That we're on social media at PGMcast. Uh, we've got our website and our email address. That's www.notanotherfakenewscast.com. And it's info at notanotherfakenewscast.com. And that's about it, really, at the present moment. We've got a couple of interviews coming up. We've done some streams, so we're now on Twitch as well. Not Another Fake Newscast on Twitch. We've done our first live stream. We're going to do some more. Uh, I think we're maybe doing one next week on Tuesday. So, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it. Okay, thank you very much. And uh, thanks for listening, guys. I uh, hope you have a good one. So, bye-bye. An absolute pleasure. Bye-bye.